pay people. I was in Russia at a time when, when, when pe- bureaucrats weren't getting paid and everybody was bribable. And, and it's not that the police chief isn't going to do it because he's pro-white. But if you bribe the police chief and the whole police force to look the other way, that, that can work. All they got to do is be incompetent and have plausible deniability. You know, it could come to that, but the thing is, you're going to have to have something to bribe them with. And, you know, keep that in mind. But I, that's the way I think American society is coming to. I don't think it's going to sustain, it's going to, it's going to stay, you know, this way, this well organized for much longer in a way that is so, you know, dial 911 and, and the cops come rushing, you know, in a, in a, in a V8 car. Think about it. You dial 911, you know, because there's a hate crime in progress. And all these eight-cylinder cars come racing to the scene, and they have all these scientists at their disposal to test all the evidence, okay? Now, if there's a Great Depression, they're not going to have the money to pay the scientists. They're not going to have – they're not going to be able to pay, you know, some local cops in some little town to come racing to the scene. They're going to have to set priorities. And for that matter, I mean, Jews are going to have to cluster around for protection into these places where there's better police forces. And then out beyond that, it's going to be more anarchical, you know, and more of a free-for-all. Uh, that's the way I see things going. It's, I, I think it's going to kind of mirror what happened with the fall of the Soviet Union, except it's going to be a lot worse because mm-hmm. over there they had a much more sustainable infrastructure where these, you know, these old people who were starving to death could go out to their dachas and, you know, and grow gardens and have, you know, feed themselves and then sell the rest on the street of the streets of Moscow. The train was free. Their apartment was free. And that's yeah. what they got by. We don't have that here. It's going to be really ugly. Well, yeah, I can tell you, uh, a relative of mine was up, and we counted all the check cashier places on 63 going through <laughs> Kirksville, a town of 17,000. There are 10 of them. Yeah. 10 of them Except in there's one fucking, on, like, on basically about three-mile stretch. Yeah. There's one <laughs> on every, 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 wow. every other corner in Detroit. There is a check cashing place. Yeah, and, I mean, what kind of an economy is that? I mean, there's no, yeah. you know, I, I've talked to some of the printers trying to give my printer away, uh, before I just plain junk it, and you know they're basically they have crapper jobs. They were pretty down about it, and uh, I don't know. I don't think it's that good of an economy. It seems like it's all filtered through the government anymore in these small towns. It's the the hospital and the uh, education system, so called. So yeah, it's a completely fake economy. It, <laughs> yeah. Everything, everything in in, in the qua. That's just, that's so great. When you turned it to qua, that made me realize, wow, you know, if you look at every aspect of modern American life, all the, all the good things and authentic things and real things were replaced by cheap knockoffs, by, by, uh, yeah, pale you, you said that copies. today. Yeah, you're, you're quite right. And, and there's just not, there's not really much done. It's just sort of fast food. And they used to have here, they had a shoe factory. They had, Oh God! They had a glove factory, I think, over in Adina. That shut down the last year. The shoe factory's long gone. The uh, there's just not that much real substantial work out there. It doesn't seem. And well, for heaven's sake, service. we got to start taking it back for ourselves, because it's not like we're we're at this point we're dirt poor, you know, and and can't mm-hmm. even do anything. Um, you know, there's still the ability. There's still the resource. We have resources. We have you know some spare money. To, to do it, do it as a hobby, 
for the time when it becomes necessary. Well, hey, you know, man, how's, how's it going up there with, with your guys up there? Did you guys ever get the land you were talking about, or what's the deal? All right, the arrangement I got is I, I calculated that those guys weren't going to be able to get out to where, where we had rented the land for, you know, we were going to rent the land for $1,000, but I got someone who's letting me use land for free near, near me. Yeah. And uh-huh. if they come, I hope they're going to come and help. But he, 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 he was just doing uh, beef, uh, raising, you know, beef cattle. And it took me two years of, of talking to this guy. He lived right near where I get my horse manure mm-hmm. to finally convince him to start growing vegetables because he saw that, you know, how expensive they are at the fancy uh, you know, Whole Foods supermarket. So anyway, so I'm going to help him. And he, he, he used a tractor and stuff, which I don't believe in that, but, you know, he, he's doing it his way. And um, so it's about an acre, quite a bit, and it's good land. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to help him with it. And so I got my three-quarters of an acre, and he's, he's got about an acre. And, uh, you know, hopefully my friends in Boston will help out, and he's going to let me, you know, as long as I help, he's going to let me sell it and keep half for myself. And What are you going to you know, grow? How are you going to do it? Just annual vegetables. Um, fingerling potatoes, for one. Uh, they're extremely expensive, you know, whereas a, a pound of, of regular potatoes is like 35, 40 cents. A pound of fingerling potatoes is $2.50 or so, you know, somewhere between 2 and $3 a pound. So we're going to yeah. grow a lot of fingerling potatoes, mostly for seed um, and for, the you know, the next year to grow um, so we don't have to buy them again because they're so, you know, $135 for a 50-pound bag. And that's what, a what are fingerling and, potatoes? They're um, a special breed of potato that's small. It's like gourmet. Supposedly they taste better than regular tomatoes. Potatoes, I mean. Oh, um, potatoes, okay. But you get more yield out of them per per uh, for the, the seed. You get more back than you put in than than with a regular like if, with regular potatoes. If you only get you get a pound and a half for every pound you're or you know two pounds for every pound you plant. You know yeah. you get like three or four pounds for fingerling potatoes. So they pre- they're better producers and. They're more expensive. They're considered like a gourmet crop. Um, yeah. So we're going to do that. We're going to do, you know, the regular New England vegetables, you know, squashes, cucumbers, and tomatoes, and um, peppers, and, yeah, that kind of now stuff. Are you going to save them for yourself, or are you going to sell – you said you're going to sell half of them? I'm going to – well, yeah, I'm going to say uh, for myself, yeah, with the um, yeah, the local Whole Foods supermarket will buy some from us. We might I might do a stand at a certain place. And gonna kind of play it by year, you know, and and see how see how it goes the first year on his land. And my land got more, you know, I got I got more of it cleared, so I'm gonna get a lot more out of my own land this year. I can play it by year, you know. I I don't know what I can't say what's gonna happen, but I'm definitely gonna have about an acre and a half to deal with. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, holding you know jobs and stuff, and you know I'm pretty busy as it is. But you know, I, I see the thing is that's fine with me. I, I'm happy with biting off more than I can chew because. I think that tomorrow maybe I won't have a job, you know, mm-hmm. that I'm, uh, and so this will be the job that I fall into. This is my um, my backup plan. Uh-huh. And the thing is, with a, a garden or a farm, it's not something you can do overnight. You want to have as much going as possible as a hobby because, you know, if you have to start from scratch, if all of a sudden there's no economy, there's the Great Depression, you know, it's going to take you two years to really get something going, even if you have the land. And so... So that's the way I see it. Yeah, it's it's my backup job. Hmm. That's my logic. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and so, how about how about your in Kirksville? Are you still doing? Are you still uh, living on land? Oh, do you do you have access to land? No, no, I really don't right now. 
I don't. I did. The, well, they sold my grandmother's place where I had a little plot, but uh, once once I was out of there, it's kind of too much of a hassle to go over there. I did some strawberries and some uh, potatoes, and the strawberries are pretty cool. They're an amazingly hardy plant. They they yeah. even if you get a nice day in the winter, you go out there. They're all green and they're like, yeah, we're here, we're ready to go. And they uh you know they come up they come up real good. They're they're a really hardy ground cover. Potatoes are always pretty good, but. Uh, I didn't get over there too much, too many damn weeds, but I did get potatoes out of it, and I got uh, some strawberries. You got to be, you got to kind of right, be right there though, because if you don't go over every day when the strawberries are ripe, then the birds and the ants get to them a little bit. Yeah, and it's common with fruit, but I always, I did melons too, but I always got screwed in them because I was always on the road in August, and that's when they kind of get ripe here. But they right. do grow pretty well in Missouri. Pretty, pretty good stuff, cantaloupe type. I don't know if yeah. they're actually cantaloupes or they're just honeydew. And uh, what do they call them? Like musk melon, those ones that are orange. Cantaloupe, right? Yeah. Well, what you got to do, you got to make friends with the farmer. Anybody who's listening (laughs) is just be bold, you know, and make friends with people who own land, and then and then um, and then you know, and if they're a little bit pressed for money, you say like, "Can I rent the land from you? You Can I rent a piece of your land?" And th- and that can work out. It might, you know, some people might refuse you, but you just got to keep asking around. And and the way to meet them in the, initially is to buy something from them. They'll be selling because hobby farmers want to sell something. They'll be selling hay or eggs or whatever. Then you get talking to them, and you know they're not going to trust you for a year or two. So you got to develop a relationship with them before they're going to trust you. Yeah, because you, they're not. They don't let anybody just anybody come on their land. But eventually, you know. Then, then you get that arrangement, and that's a good arrangement because you know you rent it. You're not paying the property taxes and stuff, and you're not paying mortgage, and you just rent it. And they're happy to you know get someone paying them rent up front. So yeah, yeah keep that in mind. Be be aggressive in the world. You know you got to like go out and find opportunities. You yeah. Know, well. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm happy um, just doing a little bit. I don't want to do more than that. From what I've okay. Done. Anyway, You're not too concerned about the collapse of civilization, huh? Well, I'm concerned. I don't see it happening right off, but we'll see. I don't believe right. in the greenhouse stuff and the peak oil to me. Well, just steal yeah. your shit anyway. You, you sound know like you know how to do it and shit. So. But um, speaking of anyway, well, Alex, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a bake, break real quick here, at Kievsky. Um, uh, before uh, is Alex still there? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm here. I I got one more point to make. You know, I mean. The Mexican oil production and Saudi oil production is collapsing as we speak. If you have, if yeah, you I haven't know. heard, no. I I, I well, see that stuff. Yeah, I know. Okay. Can still walk over to the gas station and get it pretty cheap. <laughs> well, not that cheap, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Relatively speaking. Yeah, well, I mean you know com- comparable to like like I guess that's Limbaugh's use. Uh, someone told me, but like comparable to orange juice. You know, orange juice right. is more expensive than gas, so. I don't know. It's I've seen different arguments. I just know I know I know a bogus patterns when I see them, and global warming definitely follows a bogus pattern. Okay. I mean, I can see okay fields decline, but who knows? There's usually some kind of new technology, but we'll see. Right, right. We'll, we'll have this conversation again in a year or two. <laughs> okay. I'll admit when I'm wrong. Let's put it that way. That's I always say. Of that. course. <laughs> well, hey, yeah, it probably won't be the. Top thing in my agenda if I am wrong about that, so <laughs> it'll yeah, work itself out. 
If you turn out to be wrong, it's going to be the top thing on your agenda. Survival is going to be the top thing on your agenda, on all of our agendas. Indeed, indeed. Yes. Yes. Well, on that note, I will take a break. Kievsky, I mean, if you have to go, that's fine. If you want to stay on, I'm going to do uh, a real quick tune here, and I've got... Yeah, I'll, I'll, one... I'm going to drop off now. i got okay. to go to bed and Not a stuff. Problem. Okay, hey, thanks for coming on. Thanks for talking to you, Alan. Yeah, good to talk to you, Andre. All right. Have a good one. Okay, what's the plan now? Anyway, I was just going to take a quick break real quick, and I got a pretty funny uh, TNB (laughs) um, uh, article here that somebody just posted on the forum. So I was going to take a quick break and then come back with just that one story. Okay, and, uh, we got any more callers, or I I can drop off if you don't need me, or I can stay, or uh, why don't you stay on? And uh, yeah, it doesn't oh. seem like anybody else. I'm not getting any chat message from anyone. Okay, else, well, so. I just encourage um, people if you, if you want to call in, you have something to say either about the rally or about what Kievsky said or anything else. Uh, feel free to give us a call. That's why we got the damn lines and the uh, and the Skype thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean. Uh, and what's nope. the, what, who do they contact now? If uh, just if if you have Skype, um, please. Uh, if you have a la- if you're calling in from a landline, make sure you a, a chat message me if you would before you call in, because uh, it's the process is a little bit different. Uh, but if you have Skype on your computer, just uh, message uh, VNN Free Talk Live is the screen name. Just message me and call in. We'll get you in. You can uh, talk about our next TNB story. Um, I hate to go from. Shannon Christian rally to TNB, but uh, I figure we'll lighten it up a little bit. Um, well, we've, not, we've said what we can say on that yeah, until, until we yeah. really figure out. Uh, we got to learn the lay of the land in Knoxville and the, the, what's going on there, but w- something's going to happen. Yeah, hopefully there's somebody down there in that area there that at least knows the area that can give us kind of a, yeah, a yes, good indeed, yes. focal point where we can have, have a, right. a decent gathering there. So anyway... Uh, like I said, we said enough about that. We said all we can say for the night. So, anyway, I'll play a, a real quick tune, and we'll be back in like you know ten minutes or so, or maybe a little bit less. Uh, so, anyway, uh, here we go. I'm gonna play a tune, and we'll be back okay. in like ten minutes with a some TNB. Yeah, hello. My name's Suitcase Jefferson. Um, the Jew got it in for the Negro too, so that's why I listen to VNN.com. I mean, I would if I had a computer.
Dishes with my niggas. It's time for the TMB section of our program. All right. We are back here on Free Talk Live on Wednesday night. Um, getting to the end of the show here, so I figure uh, we'll have a little fun and wrap up with some TNB at the end of the night here. Um, this this story was just posted on uh, the VNN forum in the This Just In section by, uh, I don't know who it was posted by, but it was just posted, and I thought I would read it out for real quick. It's, it's pretty funny. Um, here it goes. Uh, Rick Lackey has six children on the way. Don't call them sex tuplets. They're each from different women. When Hamilton County Common Pleas Judge Melba Marsh asked Lackey during sentencing Friday on a charge of attempted theft how many children he had, the 25-year-old said, None, but I had six on the way. A stunned Marsh tried to clarify, Are you marrying a woman with six children, she asked? Nah, I be concubining, he said. Prosecutor said Lackey is the expectant father of six children with six different women. The women are all expected to deliver in August, September, and October. Uh, Lackey's lawyer, Stephen Winky, stopped his client from saying any more. <laughs> What's the problem with that? Uh, Marsh said he wasn't sure how to respond, so he let the issue drop since it wasn't relevant <laughs> to the proceedings. Don't know how to respond. You feral nigger, stop sticking your dick in stuff. That's how I would have responded. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, of course, it's just... Is that a Detroit story? No, no, this is... Where is this from here? Uh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Um, yeah. No, it sounds like a Detroit story, but it's not. Can you imagine that shit? Six... God... I can't even imagine having uh, six different kids on the way from six totally different women. And they're all going to be born <laughs> within three months of each other. Concubining he is. Concubining indeed. He just impregnated six different women? Apparently. Um, I don't know. He wow. says he's concubining. So apparently this nigger found, uh, God, I hope they're nigger women. Sounds like one of them Yahweh Yahweh cults. Yeah. There was, what was that Egypt Egyptian nigger out in San Diego or something where he he God, I can't remember the details on it, but it was pretty wacky. He had a whole house full of women, was chopping them up and eating them and and screwing them. And remember that wild man looking guy? They busted. He was all in orange. He had the dreadlocks. That oh yeah, shit. Guy. Yeah, he ate. He had like one in a freezer. And uh, he ate. I don't even he ate one of them, or he was, like, cannibalized. And there was some kind of incest and crap. Yeah, yeah. He, no, he had, yeah, some of them were... Um, his, his daughter. His daughters with his... His granddaughter. Yeah, yeah, his granddaughter was with his daughter. He had this... Not, not the kind of thing that you see in any kind of crime time. No, I mean, I mean, shows, I mean so. they would portray that type of thing as, like, you know, a deliverance thing. It would just be a backwoods white thing. Of course... You know, hey, there's another hush crime that you that you really didn't hear about. Now, granted, it wasn't an interracial hush crime, but it yeah. was. It surely was a hush crime. And the only place I saw that was on VNN. 
the only place I saw that, that was, story. Yeah, that was a while back. Yeah, that was he, a while back. He had back. some white women, too, didn't he? I, I don't know. I can't I remember the guy's name. I do remember the photo, though. Oh, fuck, yeah, he was like a, he was, he was huge, and he had big-ass dreadlocks down, I mean, mid-back, and he was just crazy-looking. Yeah. Fucking crazy-looking nigger, man. That, that, that was one of those, that, that was another one of those stories you say, man, if, if they were looking for ratings, like, look at this shit. Like, yeah. Some straight yeah. out of Africa yeah. audio. I mean, worse, you know? But, well, why are these creatures allowed to live among us? I mean, who, yeah. who are the, how monstrous are the people who force everyone to believe in this myth of equality? Yeah. That, that they must subject us to these things while covering up what happens. And and it's insane. Right, here's the rest of the story. Listen to this shit. This is, it gets even worse than that. Um, uh, oh, wow, he was an aspiring rapper. Lackey, <laughs> a music producer. He was a <laughs> music producer. Oh, sorry, he wasn't a rapper. He was the producer. <laughs> out, out of producing shit, man. <laughs> he was an aspiring rapper, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a, a music <laughs> producer who told uh, the judge that he was on the cusp of a... Two million dollar deal that would net him three hundred thousand dollars up front. Now keep in mind uh, <laughs> that this guy I, was in court really sure for I attempted believe. theft, <laughs> <laughs> which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Ho of rapper. <laughs> yeah, shit, shit, shit. Uh, he was convicted on a reduced charge of uh, attempted theft. So, uh, uh, prosecutors. Say uh, he defrauded a U.S. bank out of four thousand dollars by depositing empty envelopes into ATM machines, claiming they contained cash, and depositing bad checks before withdrawing <laughs> cash on the falsely inflated, inflated hey, balances. Yeah, there's there's a little point we can make is that they always come oh, well blacks do street crime, but the worst crime is white collar crime. And that's all done by whites. No, just like serial killing and child molesting, blacks have higher levels of Supposed white-collar crime, like bad checks and embezzlement and that kind of thing. Yeah, I'm not sure absolutely. there's any kind of crime where blacks don't lead the way in, in other muds. Or no, there's, the, there's literally not. Even though you have to you have to mine all the information from the you know DOJ statistics and whatnot. If you do, you'll find that you know what Alex just said is true. There's no there's no section of crime where whites. Uh, yeah, and Adam, what kind of government hides the facts from the people and wants to take their gun? and wants to pass laws preventing them from talking about what's going on and already uses its control of the media to prevent word from escaping. I mean, is that a government that exists by and for the people and preserves their interests and, and looks out for them? Yeah, no, it's a uh, it's a tyrannical government is what it is. It's, it's a threat uh, to them. Any, any government which isn't the servant of the people is a tyrannical government. We s Look at your government. Is it that hard to understand and, and see that your government doesn't give a shit about the average citizen? I mean, it's just self-evident. And like I said, the definition of a, a tyrannical government is one that doesn't exist to serve as, as a servant of the uh, population, of the majority of the you know people not, who who created the country, really, who who are the ancestors of the uh, people who founded the country. And those are the ones that we should give uh, preference to. But of course, as I said before, uh, our 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 nation is not controlled by a group of people that had uh, you know forefathers and ancestors that founded the country. This is run by an alien by aliens essentially. That you know it's run by the international Jew and Jews like Haim Sabin and uh, Michael Chertoff who 
have allegiances in other areas. And they allow these feral niggers to run wild and become music producers. While they uh, haters were talking about what they do with their... Yeah. And apparently this nigger walked out of the courtroom and a, a group of teenage girls uh, said, Oh, there's Ricky. And uh, they tried to hug him and whatnot. Huh. God. And he's, yeah. you know, so hey, here's what you get. Um, yeah, they're just like us, aren't they? You know, the minute a nigga, minute a nigga become a producer, he's, he fucking stops concubining and shit. Yeah, producer. God damn it. So that's the story on uh, this nigger. But, yeah. Um, Pretty damn sad. What yeah. What else is going on in the news today? Anything? Uh, well, I, there's that uh, 300 movie I just saw the other day. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> now, is, is this... Do you think that they're trying to propagandize you for uh, for getting white men stirred up to go to war against uh, neo-Persians, I, uh, i.e. Iranians? I, I, I mean, look, like I said in the beginning of the show, it's pathetic, and I and I'm t- dead tired of having to everything I see in you know the media. <laughs> yeah, I have to gotta... I have to worry about if it's trying to corrupt my mind or you know you know what. Every once in a while, I just like to shut that part of me off and just enjoy a good movie, and mm-hmm. it was a damn good movie, um, uh-huh. regardless of whether it was... You know, but, hey, I, I will say this. If they were, if they were trying to portray uh, the Persians in the movie as Iranians, they did a uh-huh. piss-poor job, because <laughs> they were all niggers. I figured a bunch of them would look like Ahmadinejad. I can't even say that word, Ahmadinejad. Because yeah. supposedly the last syllable is the one that's accented, but the first four aren't. Yes. But no, no. They were all uh, they were all essentially niggers. I, I don't really think I saw one Arab-looking uh, Persian in the uh-huh. whole movie. So, um, I mean, you know, like I said, if a Jew produced it, of course, it's, it's got propaganda somewhere in it. But but then again, you also got to realize that this movie was based almost entirely off of a comic book, which was written 20 years ago. So, you know, uh-huh. of course they're coming out with it now, but regardless of that, they didn't write it to be the, you know, you can pretty much skew things that were written a long time ago to uh, fit uh, something that's relevant today. But, hey, it, it, was a, it was a good movie, and you know what else? It had a bunch of white guys who were uh, courageous, they had balls of steel, and they were kicking the shit out of niggers throughout the whole movie. Uh, what's there's, that to like? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, there is no Jew ass kicking in it. But um, and what's the historical background there for anyone who doesn't know? Uh, I, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not real. I think it was called the Battle of they, they Thermo- were, Thermopylae. They Thermop- were yeah, the past. Right. And three out of a hundred of them said, "Fuck it, we're going to make a stand." And they basically killed enough Persians to delay them. Oh my God, I've even forgotten what it was. But they basically delayed the larger invasion force and pretty much turned that little. Uh, war because because yeah. of their bravery in holding the pass, even though it cost them every last man, right, including the king Leonidas, they uh, they 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 won the they lost the battle, but they won the war because of their bravery. Yeah, because and they, those are our descendants. Those are the people that we are descended from. Those are our antecedents. Right, and uh, yeah, I mean when we're acting the way we should. Yeah, and it. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It made me feel good to be. I mean, just just imagine if this if it was country, if we didn't have these problems, we didn't have Jews, you know, in control of Hollywood, in control, uh, you know, on on our cable television channels, 
we wouldn't have to worry about shit like this. We could watch a good movie, especially one like this, and say, yeah, goddammit, that's a good movie, and I feel proud to, you know, that I'm part of the country that it came from, but, you know, now we have to worry about who's writing it and who, and what, what may be their agenda. Yeah. But, uh, like I said, who knows if it's propaganda. Of course, everyone listening tonight should be able to see straight through that, so if you want to go see a good movie, and look, you're going to look right through it anyway. You know, it's not going to corrupt your mind, you already know. So, uh, if you want to go see a movie, shut your uh, Judar off, and you know, ha- have some fun for for a night or whatever it is. A, it was a damn good flick, although extremely historically inter- in- inaccurate from what I hear. But it, there's not a whole lot to be said about it. You know, they went out there. Well, it's and a battle did, movie, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's it's, it's in, and you know you got, you got to add things to to a movie to make it entertaining, obviously. So, mm-hmm. and you know what the hell? If you like movies, go out and and see it and take what you want out of it at least. Um, I do find it kind of interesting and kind of suspicious that Iran came out and condemned the movie right after it happened, apparently. That's, that's what the, the Jew media here is saying happened. Um, you know, saying it was anti-Iranian. Uh, what a what a better way to connect. Because the movie didn't really do a good job of connecting Iran and Persia, yeah. but doing something like that certainly would, you know. But... I question if that even happened, you know. I guess mm-hmm. I, it was just some uh, Iranian uh, advisor to Ahmadinejad, and he said something in an interview about he thought the movie was... It, who knows if that shit even happened, you know? Yeah, so, I saw someone on the forum said something like, you know, I think people are t- too dumbed down to even associate. Oh, I, with, I, yeah, I, I agree. I think that's probably true. I mean, the time God, is it, interesting, though. <laughs> it didn't even really occur to me that, you know, when I was watching the movie, that that might be something they were doing. I mean, and I'm somebody that, you know, I'm the first person it should occur to. So <laughs> I don't think yeah, your average well, Kwan is going to put those two I'm and not. two together. Like I said, if they had all been wearing, uh, you know, towels on their heads and, and you know, been screaming uh, Allah Akbar, then, yeah, of course. But they're, they're all weird, like crazy dressed niggers, and they they weren't Muslims or anything like that, so, they, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but that's the... So it's just a good action movie. It was just a good flick, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah maybe a Jew produced it. Or, but I, I would say, you know, chances are pretty damn good that, I mean, when I go to watch these movies, I look at the special effects. I mean, that's the coolest part of these you know movies like this. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I would say that uh, you know a white man probably did most of the special effects. At least that's what I tell myself. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, well, I don't see a Jew sitting down and creating something like that uh, out of his <laughs> out of his head. You know, you can't cheat those characters. It, it, it was it was kind of weird and a little bit Jewy in some parts, but the you know some of the shit. Um, I don't know, just, yeah. you, like, like it's when you see, you'll know what I'm talking about, but in general, it's, it's a good flick, go see it if you want, if you want to, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I don't go to movies often, so I figured I'd go ahead and splurge, took my girlfriend, whatnot, and, yeah, uh, yeah it, it, like I said, if it, it, it was me sitting there, and I, I didn't feel like I was being impressed, anything was being impressed upon me, so, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's a good flick, but uh, other than that, um, I don't really Vi- have a... Yeah, you know, Viacom is suing Google. Oh, yeah, I was going to talk about that, too. Um, they're suing YouTube, and yeah, because... Well, they're suing Google because of YouTube. Google owns YouTube. And, right. yeah, right. 
um, yeah. and Google Video. Do you know who owns Viacom? No, who does? I, I, <laughs> I haven't seen that lately. Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Sumner Redstone. A little Murray kite named. That's the uh, Jew. Murray that's Ra. the Jew owning the company that owns Nickelodeon and MTV, the two biggest sources of TV entertainment for teenage white girls. I.e., it's polluting white girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I believe. So there's a lawsuit over. YouTube says it will take down videos if people request it, and that's their answer to copyright infringement. But looks like Viacom's going to put that to the test. Well, it, I mean, basically, isn't that the best way to keep a competitor, uh, you know? Tied up, I suppose. Yeah, just bury them in paperwork. Um, Both companies have big pockets. I don't know why, unless they can get a restraining order preventing it from putting anything from those companies up. I mean, we had... Uh, who was it, either sued Stormfront or sued Free Republic for posting copyrighted articles? The LA Times and Washington Post yeah. joined up to sue uh, Free Republic. So I think they got away from posting whole articles. Hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, especially, I, mean the, I think the goal would be to completely just shut down YouTube. I mean, a, a, a media conglomerate like Viacom would be extremely threatened by a, a, a website like YouTube where... You know, I can go on and post a Shannon Christian, um, yeah. Chris Newsom video, and and slant it in my direction. And, you know, not even slant it. I don't want to use that word. It's not slanted. It's just the facts. And mm -hmm. uh, I don't have to slant anything when I'm giving you the truth. So, yeah, of course they're threatened by that. And so I don't think they're just worried about... I mean, of course they're worried about, you know, <laughs> their little bit of their video getting on there, but... Really, you can't upload more than 10 minutes to YouTube unless you, I believe you have to pay for like a, an account that goes over 10 minutes. You can upload a video that's longer 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. So what content does Viacom have that's under 10 minutes where someone could actually see the whole thing without paying for it? And there's not a whole lot of it out there, I don't think. So I think the agenda is a little bit larger. I was, you I know, they say. have Google Video, too. It seems yeah, like Google Video. That's what, remember, that's cool. Africa Audio was on Google Video, and that was about, geez, about two and a half hours. So there are longer ones. Yeah. Not, not really, like, full screen they don't seem to be, or maybe I didn't know how to do it. but. Uh, you can do full screen on um, Google Video. Yeah, Google Video will allow you to do longer ones. Um, you're right about that. So... Oh, I didn't realize YouTube would, but I haven't. I've only seen. Yeah, I guess what I have seen is pretty short. Off I haven't looked into it, but a few it, minutes. So I've seen some videos that are like a half an hour long, and, and there's other. Then when I tried to, you know, upload one that was longer than ten minutes, they uh, denied it. So I don't know if you have to pay for longer account. I'm not sure. Um, mm -hmm. Alex, you want to take a recall, another call real quick? Sure. Somebody calling mm -hmm. in here. Let me um, bring him in. Oh, he's. Hold on. Let me uh, invite him. Uh, I love it when people put their Skype on um, invisible, and I can never find them because they're lost in the... Here you go. Uh, let me invite him real quick. Uh, ringing. Yeah. Yes. Hey, this is Adam. This is? Hey, I watch Sam. Uh, you're a little bit hot. Turn your mic down just a tad. Okay, I got a handheld mic. How's this? That's that's better. That's, that's okay. fine. Right there. Um, yeah, who are you and where are you calling from? <laughs> uh, 
I'm calling from the East Coast. Uh, I'm a regular listener to your program. I'm not really a white nationalist, but I guess I would say I'm sympathetic to a lot of your positions. Okay. Um, interesting conversation you have with Kievsky, and I've heard him before, but honestly, he seems to be suggesting that we should all become Amish. I don't mean to, to be cynical, but uh, I think the exact opposite. I think that, you know, our young people should aspire to be lawyers and scientists and venture capitalists and probably most of all financiers. Yeah. I mean, I, I would tend to agree with that. I would tend to say, just like Alex said, he you know he doesn't want to do anything big, but he wants to, you know, at least learn. So if he has to, he can um, make a go at it without starting from complete scratch, you know. But uh, well, you I, can't go wrong having money. There's there's no doubt as long as you're you know acquiring it honestly. <laughs> well, I, I don't mean, think the Jews worry about that too much. Money gives you freedom. I mean, I mean, first and sure. foremost, uh, it gives you the freedom to say what you want and to do what you want. And uh, uh, that, that's really all I had to say. Other than you know, I, I enjoy listening to you guys. And uh, yeah, I well, know that, if ahead. I can ask you a question real quick, what sure. you, you said you're not exactly a white nationalist, but there's um, most of the stuff we say you agree with. What? I mean, I'm not trying to evangelize okay. or anything like that. Okay. I'm just wondering. I mean, it's, it's not it's not usual for somebody to listen to a show like ours and and you know disagree with portions of what we say. So what what I mean, what exactly is it that you you know disagree with or have a problem with? Well, first and foremost, I think that, and I understand that you know history is written by the victor, uh, but there seems to be a. Uh, a desire to uh, to recreate the Third Reich, um, which I think it's an interesting thing to talk about from a historical perspective. Uh, but I, I just I have a problem signing on with uh, with that program. I'm part Polish, by the way, and uh, obviously uh, you know the Poles and the uh, and the Third Reich were, were not exactly uh, buddy buddy. Um, and I understand that, you know, that there was – what the media tries to do is they try to characterize the, the German perspective as having been completely irrational, and, and of course it was not. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I think that there's a tendency to, to try to absolve uh, the Third Reich within white nationalism of its, of its share of the responsibility in that conflict, and I think that it did have a share. Okay. Well, I – I mean, I would say more than anything, um, especially when you talk about VNN forum and VNN, uh, I I like to look at the Third Reich as a possible uh, an example, maybe not an example um, or a model, but at least at least something which we can take a lot of uh, cues from and clues from as a as a good as. If you're trying to create a government which is going to work for the people and which is going to be a government which doesn't revert like it always does into chaos, which is the inevitable cycle of history, which um, every government that's ever been created has tried to reverse and, and it has failed, I think it's a good model of a, or not a, I don't want to say a model, but it's a good method or their, some, most of their platforms were um, 
something we could look to to make decisions about what we want to do in the future. But I certainly uh, don't agree. I have Polish friends too, <laughs> um, but you know, I, I, I don't agree with everything uh, that the Third Reich did, and everything they did doesn't apply to us here in America. You know, exactly. or, or, or white people across the country. Um, it was look. The Third Reich was a nationalist government more than anything else. Um, I don't think the Third Reich had anything to do with uh, wanted to have anything to do with America. I mean, really, um, or for or even really Britain. I, I think more than anything, sure, it was for white Germans, but I, I don't think it's the answer for here and now. You know, we're no, past and, that point. So no, I, I think I, you're I, right I believe about that. But I think that what our founding fathers originally uh, aspired to, which was a constitutional republic, is kind of the ideal model. I think that uh, you know, placing placing giving importance to race is is fine, and and to have that codified into uh, into the governmental structure, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. But I think if you if people are left alone and are free, they will naturally gravitate towards that. I don't think you have to. Do you think that people, when you say people, do you mean all people, regardless of race? And do you? Well, whites, whites in particular, obviously. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, you know, that, that's that's the way. Pe well, if people are left alone, that's what they're going to do. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is, I think that, uh, and this is this is kind of the hard thing, I think, for a lot of people to wrap their brains around. So when I evangelize, <laughs> uh, to the extent that I do, uh, I. I think that white nationalism needs to place, they place an awful lot of emphasis on the media control. And while that's true, I tend to believe that that's a consequence of uh, financial control and the control, yeah. and the control of the international banking system. You know, I talk to lawyers and, and people with master's degrees and, you know, pretty well-educated people, and you'd be amazed at how many people don't know that the Federal Reserve is a private banking cartel. They think yeah. it's part of the government. And, that, well, because people naturally, I think, you know, they instinctually know that the government should issue money directly. And they don't realize that that's not the case. And I, I feel that everything that's wrong with our society on some level or at least to some degree kind of trickles down from that. Yeah. Yeah, certainly a lot does, yeah. I mean, they're inflating the currency and selling our jobs abroad and, and uh, you can dredge up just as you can dredge up quotes on race you can dredge them up from people saying we don't need <laughs> uh, private banking will we'll kill us also it's a, the same type of parallel quote uh, but uh, yeah I mean uh, the, the it's probably just not as racy we do talk about it but uh, the yeah, race it's, stuff it's, is racier it's, I guess yeah, yeah it's, it's, a, it's not as sexy a topic certainly but I, I think it's one of the more important topics for really getting getting our people to understand, you know, why things are so fucked up. Yeah, and you know, like I was going to say, the the Jews didn't take our uh, media outlets by force; uh, they bought them. So you're right about that. It's the media control is a function of their financial control. That that's, sure. that, that is true. Uh, you know, you you and I try to get you and I try to start a, a business. Uh, you know, we basically get one shot at it. Uh, these guys, you know, they basically have an unlimited amount of venture capital. They pool at their resources, and and we need to make our people understand that that's what we have to do is pool our resources, and uh, and not withdraw from the system so much, but 
uh, try to, we can compete with them if we just raise awareness to, to what's going on. And I think that's what you guys are doing to, to a great degree, so that's why I listen to you. Well, great. I appreciate mm-hmm. you listening. And uh, <clears throat> Yeah, whites are pretty individualist, and that's, it's, fighting against something biological is always difficult, so we have to find another way around, which is using our intelligence to say, look, these guys are attacking us as a team, and they're using their money control, literally printing money, and, and, their, uh, and their media to, uh, to brainwash us and browbeat us and, and steal what we've earned. Exactly. So, do you have more of a New American or John Birch type background, or conservative, or? Uh, I, I, I kind of feel I'm a, a kindred spirit with Jeff Beck to a certain degree. I listen to his uh-huh. show, oh, and okay. uh, and uh, I, I'm about the same age as Jeff. Um, I, I found Pierce one day by accident uh, a couple of years ago, and I started listening to Pierce. And uh, to be quite honest with you, at first I started laughing at it. Uh, because mm-hmm. I thought it was funny that, you know, this, this grouchy old guy, you know, hello, let's talk about Jews. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, I, I started finding it even more funny because, you know, one day it just clicked and I said, Hey, you know, everything this old guy is saying is true, more or less. Did, did you start by believing that what he said was probably not true and he was making it up and then you checked it out or did it just, uh... that's pretty much what the way it went down. Uh huh. Right. Interesting. So yeah. yeah, that so so and and we follow roughly Piercing approach. I mean, trying we we always do what he did, which is say, hey, you know, check it out, go read up, mm-hmm. see if we're maybe we're making up. And I mean, you'll see some of these people like the blogs. They're almost implying that when I printed that Shannon Christian story, that I'm making it I up. Don't it? lie, baby. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're don't don't lie, don't lie, just for baby. fun. And boy, boy, are people sure it, it really is? Was it Twain or whatever? It's what you don't know. Or what you don't know that you don't know. Right. Or that is the real problem because, by God, it, the responses are so stereotypical. They just know that white males are molesting children and serial killing, and, and they delightfully cite it like they prove something to you. They don't seem to get the depth at which this stuff takes place. Yeah, like uh, on my blog, I get the, you know, the, nigger, the nigger on there listing off the uh, 12... Uh, serial killers who are white over the past hundred years that you know took a yeah. bite out of their victims. The, the the whole twelve out of the past you know hundred years of, of white serial killers and <laughs> I, I've, got, victim, yeah. I've got <laughs> dude I've got you know a whole page I could I got four or five pages full of you know, black murderers on my thing. But they, oh he could he he knows for sure that the whites are serial killers. You know, and he, he knows. There's 12 exactly. of them. Exactly, and, and you got to throw in, uh, well, someone rewrote that page of Wikipedia uh, when I first dragged that out. And they rewrote it so the facts are wrong, but it did originally <laughs> show that, yeah, is that sad? It, it did originally show that uh, a higher percentage, just as with hate crimes, are, are minorities, even of serial killing. And Chain's got that whole thread of mud serial killers, yeah. or, or at least mud multiple killers, including serial killers. It's pretty remarkable, and they've never heard of, of, of most of them, what's that guy's name? Delbert Colvin or something. And there's there's all kinds of them. We talked about one of the latest Gord Fire of who killed some truck driver, killed like 18 people. No one's ever heard of him. Yeah, well, I mean, in the 70s. Look, white people. Who, who, is the, who is the guy in Phoenix last summer? Do you remember that? Oh, man. I think they were. That was a black guy, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah I think it was like a mulatto or something and a Mexican. There was a couple of them, I think. It was a real high-profile case. They busted a couple white guys for something, but then they, but I don't think that was a serial rapist or whatever the hell it was. I, I he, he was a serial. He was a serial killer. It was a pretty high-profile case. 
But yeah, as, as, I soon as, they, as soon as they bust, yeah, it's like the walk. It's on the tip of my tongue, but as soon as they busted the guy, it kind of went away. Alfred don't lie, baby. For the same reason. But, uh, White Man, you, I mean, you had a conversation earlier in the program that I thought was, uh, was really, uh, really enlightening to me, which was, you know, when you talk to people, you can't, uh, to try to, like, point them in the right direction. And I guess it was true for me. You know, what, what you guys talk about is a lot for people to, you know, if you've been subjected to a lifetime of brainwashing, it's, it's a lot for people to digest all at once. Um, so what you got to try to do uh, is kind of present the facts to them and point them in the right direction. And if they're halfway intelligent, they'll they'll reach the right conclusions on their own. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to do like the Jesuit said, meet them where they are, and and I think Kiyosaki said, find their interest and then find a way to channel it back into what you're saying. And there's always a way to do it. Right. Uh, yeah, usually there is, but I think sometimes you got to pick your battles. You know. Um, well, yeah, it's, like it's, I it's said, a question it, of different levels and what's appropriate for yeah. the person and their mentality and their, their taste and interest. Yeah, but there's, I mean, always, there's always something. If it's sports, you just point out how the announcers are afraid to criticize blacks the way they do whites and the palpable yeah. fear. Yeah. It, it could be anything. It could be a cooking show or something. And You know, oh, they're, doing, they're cooking up hamantashen. You know what hamantashen is? <laughs> <laughs> the Jews are celebrating the slaughter of people. Yeah, We're yeah, supposed exactly. to worship their their holy imaginary slaughter, the Holocaust, but but they have no problem eating their enemies' ears, celebrating the death of their kids. Yeah, there's always somebody to talk. The <laughs> other thing where the other thing where I'm a little on the fence too is that uh, you know I, I think you guys are right that you know Jews have an agenda that's their own and it's at the expense of our interests and uh, that's pretty self-evident if you just stop and look at the evidence. But that doesn't mean that everything that was ever produced by any Jew uh, is is not without merit. And I, I can't, quite honestly, I can't think of an example right off the top of my head. But well, you could say like um, the Kubrick film; they're not bad. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, well, look, I there's mean, a tendency, there's a tendency in white nationalism to to say, "Oh, he's a Jew, so that's no good." Well, I, I, I tend to just do what what Jews do and say. Whether whether or not a Jew produced or or a, or a black produced or a Mexican producer or who, whoever's doing it, I I look at everything as is it good for white people, and that's exactly what Jews do, and they don't care what it is, but they say is it good for white people? And there's certainly Jews out there like um, Davy Cole, you know who who if you haven't seen that video, look it up. He went to Auschwitz and I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's shit like that, and, there, and you know. Um, Who's the Jew who's in uh, jail right now for squealing? Uh, yeah, yeah, not not all it's, of their products are necessarily bad, but yeah. whenever there's anything political, it it, it pretty much 100% is bad and dangerous. Yeah, I mean, look, it's there's, just there's, like country music. They might allow a few songs to get through the grate, but that don't have political content or, or maybe okay, but they but anytime it touches on their stuff, it's going to go their way or it's going to be neutralized, and you'll never it'll never even get out. That's kind of the way I look at it. Some yeah. of it's more or less clean, but uh, and I would say nothing's positive, really. I would say for the most part that um, you know Jews like to pretend that we need them, and to be honest, yeah, okay, some of the stuff that they do is is apolitical or uh, you know is it, just a money maker or whatever, and they're not necessarily trying to destroy us with every lift of their finger, but uh, are they doing it? more often than not and is their existence and ours reconcilable i, I just don't think so and it, 
I don't think it's worth it. No, you know, the I, minute they got here, they were promoting pluralism as a Horace Callan as a Jewish construct, and that's what became, we're a nation of immigrants. That's another Jewish meme. And, and the third one is, you know, diversity and multiculturalism. These are straight out of the bowels of the ADL and the other Jewish organizations. And the idea that race does not exist is just a construct. Again, that's straight Jewish lie put out through all their printing presses, whether producing books or, or academic papers or, or newspapers. And so the overall trend, I mean, is undeniably in one direction, and it's wholly negative for us. Yeah. Well, I think that, I think I agree with you to the extent that uh, you do have to uh, – when you when you're placed in a position that you have to judge something that is produced by by a Jew, you do have to uh, question their motives, and well, and a, a good percentage of the time uh, th their motives will be less than pure. Uh, but that, I don't think that's necessarily true 100 percent of the time. That's all. Yeah, yeah right. I, I accept that. Yeah, I, I just point to like you know you had Joe Farah, who's a you know a Jew. I call him Suck Poop Joe because he's because <laughs> he's a, that's exactly what he is. He, he's basically, if he's not getting paid by the Jews, he ought to be. But he may well be doing it for free. But, you know, he praised something like Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, what a great family values film. Shows everybody getting along. Well, then you watch the film, and, and what is it? It's, it's some goofball white kid with, you know, his little Mexican yeah. buddy and the Mexican gangbangers who are threatening the white, and the little nerdy white dude is hooking up with the... Lashonda from the inner city, and it's it's, just, it's a bunch of shit. And who's the Never saw it. Well, the, the white blonde Nordic Utah Mormon actor who's playing like the '50s heavy type? It's exactly the same characterization in every single thing that they do. And, and if they do something offbeat, what is it? It's celebrating faggotry or something. Hey Alex, do you remember where that? cowboys eating pudding. You know, you remember where that Cartman said on that one. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> what do they do? That you know, they do something positive like White Christmas. What do they do? And they're they're trying to divert it from Jesus onto and make it a safe secular holiday. Well, it's a money-making money money holiday more than anything else. Sure, sure. So to that extent, they, they promote Christmas. They, they promote it as, yeah, exactly, uh, the retailer's time of year. Wait, can I ask you a question, Alex? Have you, have you ever known, like, a Jew that you thought was, you know, not a total douchebag? Oh, I've, I had Jewish friends in college. I've known plenty of Jews. I've worked with plenty of Jews. I always treated them fairly. Uh, mm -hmm. They... Uh, they're not what what you find is often the Jews I dealt with at least I don't like the radical stinky ass Jews only do I but the the other ones I don't really like either but, <laughs> but the point is <laughs> well, that's no way to yeah, I could, yeah, I tell. my my sentiments against the other they, they're not even that bad but they they come from this fucking background and they, they, their background is just they have a, I learn things from them, from knowing them, and from even from living with them, or being domiciled with them for for a while. And that they they have a tremendous, they, they really do show one face in public and another in private. They don't show you all the Hebrew stuff, and they don't show you. They have a tremendous fear of private Aryan people, and they completely believe. And they they, they would be hard put to bring this out if you're talking to them. But they they just. I, here, here's an example. One time when I first went to D.C., I had uh, 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 a friend of mine who was a Jew, and he came out, and we're walking through this park, and some, you know, black heroin addict came up, and I've rarely been murderously angry, but he was getting close to actually my Jewish friend, and I was like, God damn, I was ready. I'm like, if he touches him, I'm going to fucking, literally just fucking kill him, and then I'm going to run like hell, because right. we're in, we're in D.C., and, and I was murderously angry, and... and it so happened that this Jew's father was actually a judge out west, and 
I was just, nothing happened. He was just panhandling. We kept going. I'm like, you know, it's, it's fucking Jews like you who create the environment that prevents us from fucking doing something about these damn niggers. You're wait, 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 you, 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 wait, wait, you lost Everybody's you natural lost impulse is just to kill these goddamn niggers because they threaten everybody else. And what did this, wait a minute, what did this, you lost me here. What did this dude do? I said, my friend had gone to my school. He was a liberal Jew, you know, from right. a, a rich family out west. And his father was actually a judge out there, I believe, in an elected position. And my, my point was that there, I'm like, I try to make the point to him, your liberal Jewish mentality is what allows these fucking niggers to run rampant and create scenes like that thing we just saw. Right. You know, where we have to, we have to put up with these fucking monkeys panhandling and shaking. And they, they would do that when I lived out. They'd follow you into, like, a 7-Eleven. They're all fucking shaking. Oh, man, got some space and change. You know, and you're like, what the fuck? Oh, I hated living in the city. I like rural America so much better. I, some people fucking love that. In fact, uh, my Jewish friend, he, he saw where I was staying at, like, the, the journalist intern place. And, oh, you know, it's a bunch of row of houses, row houses. I'm like, it's horrible. There's nowhere to park. Everything's jammed together. There's no green space at all. It's just fucking awful. I hated it. And, and they just have a different mentality. They're not like us. And they have a tremendous fear of what private aliens will do, and they believe that they ought to be, they're basically little rat, the term shaggits, they're basically wild little animals, and they need to be completely controlled by government. That's how, like, the average Jew, and the average Jew has the same social justice views as the worst radical, but they're usually conservative, and they're very cautious with money. I mean, they're very tight with money, and that's one thing I admire about them, uh, in, in the sense they, they're not living, like, two paychecks from going broke, like, Probably two thirds of white America. You they're got that careful, right. They're man. cautious. They like things like Bette Midler. They like that old Gary Shandling show. And they're, they're very like personally. They like Art Buckwald. They think Art Buckwald is funny. I mean, imagine how debased a sense of humor you have to have to admire Art Buckwald. <laughs> I, I mean, can't argue with that. You know, and but my point is, these are Jews with basically radical, destructive politics, but personally they're conservative. And their personal conservatism allows them to get ahead and get in position to fuck everything up because they don't vote right. They don't vote to preserve society. We're not out to destroy Jews. I mean, Christ, it takes everything you can to get a goddamn area to even recognize what a Jew is. That's the fucking hard. So, so far from hating them and being filled with anti-Semitism, shit, they won't even look up and see people are getting their, their kids killed. You know, it, it's, 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 it's uh -huh. such... The world is full of so many ironies. And my point is, yeah, these Jews, they're not obnoxious people. I work with... My editor at the college paper was a Jewish feminist, and one of the girls I worked with was a freshman. I, I treated her very respectfully, and I helped her, and she was a smart girl and could write well. But, again, what's she writing? She's writing liberal opinions. She's right. right. the opinions editor, and it's just like the, the what about What about somebody like, like Milton Friedman? What about somebody like Milton Friedman? You know, he's just pushing individualism, and a lot of what he says is right, and he makes a lot of valid points, but like I, it, I would say about him what I say about every other uh, individualist libertarian. It's a fucking distortion. Individualism only works in a white context, and that's what the Constitution never made explicit, and that's why it fell apart. Okay, you have to, <laughs> at least at the end, and, and they all knew it, you know, the, the first, you know, 20, 30 presidents were all completely racist. They understood what was going to happen. Now, well, that was the culture own, at the time. For their own greedy, selfish reasons, people like Lincoln wanted to concentrate power. And, and they were happy doing that. They didn't give a fuck about the Constitution. That's why I don't, I don't get off on any kind of paper because it's just words on paper. If the man doesn't want to enforce it, the man just tells lies and goes right around it. 
Well, I disagree. I disagree with that. I, I, and, and, and I, I mean, I consider myself a southerner to a certain extent. Well, but look, look at how Lincoln acted. He didn't follow the Constitution. You, so you go, hey, you got your. Hey, listen, hey, Alex, I just don't follow it. Hey, you know, you know, uh, the bankers, the bankers had a. Uh, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, the bankers. Uh, who was the uh, Secretary of War for the Confederacy? Benjamin. He was yeah, a Rothschild. He was a Rothschild yeah. agent, and. Yeah. The bankers uh, in in Europe, according to no less than Bismarck, uh, said that the uh, uh, the Bismarck said that the American Civil War was basically about the European bankers, and you know who that is, uh, trying to divide America to weaken America to prevent a brain drain from Europe to America, and that Lincoln was actually taking on the bankers, and Lincoln. Uh, as as point of proof, you know, printed his own money as greenbacks, and a lot of people think that's why he was really assassinated. Well, they, I've so heard the same thing about Kennedy printing uh, silver certificates. Yeah, I, I've only seen Judah Bench, and I don't know enough to comment on that. Uh, uh, I've only seen uh, the, the... The Confederacy was completely backed by the international bankers. Well, okay. I still think they were within their rights to secede. I mean, and if I'd been a northerner, I would have said, yeah, sure, you know, that's that's what we agreed to, go your own way. You know, you think you can do better than us? I doubt it, but uh, you have every right to do it. But, yeah, I've only seen him mentioned basically by the LouRockwell.com people, and they always do that to prove that, you know, the South wasn't anti-Jew. I, I don't I, know. No, I'll, I'll I, 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 think you're, I, I think you're right. I mean, I think, that, I think that that's kind of the tragedy of our Civil War is that they were both right. But I'm saying that the Lincoln had mo- – Lincoln did have some impure motives, but he also did have some virtuous motives, and I'm not talking about abolition or, or well, preservation of the Union. I'm talking about disempowering the bankers. That may be. I just, I've never really seen much on that. I mean, he, to me, he, it, you know, you were talking about the Constitution. To me, it's just you have a piece of paper. He chose not to follow it and throw people in jail and, and do whatever the hell he wanted while claiming he was doing it to save it. And, you know, just, that's, that's politics. That's democratic politics. Sure. Lie as sure. much as you can, amass all the power you can, and tell everybody what they want to hear. I don't like it. I don't think people ought to be told what they want to hear. They ought to be told what's, you know, you need good, strong men with some moral courage to say, this is what's right. You may not like it. And you haven't had any politicians that will actually hector and lecture to people since probably Bobby Kennedy. And, and he was doing it for, for the wrong reasons. You know, oh, it's your fault that, you know, everybody else in the world is poor except you hard-working white earners, you know. But, right. uh, yeah, that's an interesting point about Lincoln. I, I don't know too much about it. Yeah, there, there, there really were two sides to that. And, then, and again, that's, that's according to Bismarck, so, mm-hmm. which I think is a, is a pretty, pretty good authority. Again, it's, it's, not, it's not a terribly sexy subject, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I will say this, though, that the, what you guys have been talking about, the whole, the whole Shannon Christian murder thing, that is that is. Yeah, hey, I, I wanted to, to ask you real quick. Um, I mean, you got to the, the yeah. way people listening should think about this is: imagine that you're a producer, and you're working for Nancy Grace, and you're a little kite, you know, which which a lot of them are because they're a lot of the behind the scenes people. And and imagine you're trying. Oh my God, you know, we're five points down in the ratings. How do we get more ratings? And here's the story. And who's telling you you can't cover that? No, you're totally right about that. Yeah, I, I won't argue you with you right on Iota. Oh no, I I know you know that, but it's just it's an interesting point, and it's a way to get people to think about. Oh, the, the media is just after money. Well, if it were just after money, by God, this would be all over the place. Mm-hmm. I mean, is Anna Nicole Smith that interesting? Not really. Not, not even for no. low-level celebrities is she that interesting? I don't think she's a. Uh... That interesting to most Americans. Most Americans really didn't care all, all that much. 
I mean, I mean, most of the people that I talked to were like, oh, yeah, she died, big fucking deal. But the media covered it for nonstop And they, and they covered that and mo- Devlin kid kidnapping thing. They're covering the press conference for that, and that live. And the oh. Devlin thing happened <laughs> right the, the same day, I believe, that or the day after the Shannon Christian um, Yeah, and, you, you know, that's one thing is, well, this is back in January. This is why I'm thinking that uh, Martin Luther King Day is a good time to do it because that's right around when these murders happen, and that's what it has to be matched up against. But we can get into that more another yeah. time. I'm, 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 what, I'm wondering if it's not better to do it while it's fresh and while it's a kind of a current event. That's certainly that's certainly the other case, and, and the other question is, you know, they're going to go to trial. When's the trial going to be yeah. ended up? What, yeah. what, what's the the best? What, what way do we get the most bang for our buck? Mm-hmm. Is the consideration? Yeah, I, I would say waiting a year probably isn't the best um, deal. Unless, unless of course, they're good. getting out of court around that same time, in which case, then it would be fine. But I, I'm pretty sure that the case will be wrapped up before then. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that may be a good one, too. Is uh, Yeah, well, we'll know. see. I'm going to study it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, we'll get some together. We have to for that. I don't, I don't have an answer. I think you guys are totally right. But like I said, you know, for people like me, that's that kind of stuff is easy for us to, to wrap our brain around. Uh some of the other stuff is a, a little more complex. Yeah, the the money stuff is important. I mean, we, you know, the Fed should be audited and, and the... Uh, hey, man, there's no gold in Fort Knox. You know, <laughs> there, there is, and most people, you know... The it was Fort Knox had, below the World Trade Center, right? <laughs> oh, I don't, well, I don't want to get into conspiracy theory, but I guess... No, I didn't guess they truck off a whole bunch of gold out from under the uh, World Trade Center? That's that what they say. wacky that someone made up. I don't know. Well, they they confiscated the gold in the 30s, as you know, at, uh, from the American public, and they put it in Fort Knox. And uh, I guess I guess this this might delve into the realm of conspiracy theorists, but uh, the the the, uh, the uh, thinking is that uh, it, it's been removed to uh, to basically uh, uh, finance the, the national debt, and it's been it's been confiscated by the Federal Reserve, and there is no gold in Fort Knox. And, Fort Knox has not been audited since Eisenhower was in the White House. Yeah. And I think Ron Paul is actually calling for an audit of Fort Knox, which, surprise, surprise, what would happen if uh, CNN took their cameras in there and there was no gold? Do you think the American public would wake up to an extent? Probably not. Uh, not, not, no. They don't seem not. to wake up when, uh, I don't know. Yeah. It just, it That's just a huge deal, though, to me, I mean. It really is like they've disabled the logic mechanism in people's brains. Just I, I know that from just literally hundreds of people yeah, writing yeah. on blogs or talking to them, and they, the concept of a generalization is foreign to them. It's it yeah. seems vaguely dangerous. And I, I was talking to my boss the other day while we're on the Federal Reserve topic, and I started talking to him about the income tax. Um, and I started I started talking to him about you know how basically your your income tax you pay goes straight into the national debt, which is basically interest we pay to the Federal Reserve. And yep. And um, he start, he starts going, oh, I, I've read I've read all about that. I've read books on that. I know all about that. I just I just don't believe it. I said, well, well what do you mean that don't you don't believe it? That, that's that's the way the system works. That's the way dude, it's that's set how it works. Uh, yeah. uh, I know. I just I told him. I, I said I said, what do you mean they don't believe it? That's that's the way it works. The Federal Reserve owns you know the printing presses. Um, that's how it goes. He says, uh, you know, I, I, I know, I know all about that. I just don't believe it. 
Well, the that's thing good. is, you know, that that's the reason. The, re- the reason that, that, that I keep going back to that is because I think ultimately that's the reason that they own the media. Well, they got a lot. They got a lot of the media at fire sale prices, I believe, yeah. in, in, in the Great Depression. Yeah, that's and, true. And also, a lot of these media were just starting, and they what they would do is buy some of the first machines developed by Edison because they mm-hmm. saw the potential. And they turned it into these little Nickelodeons where you could pay five cents and and watch, you know, whatever. And from there, mm-hmm. then they took them out west and they developed Hollywood. So a lot of it they kind of did from the ground up, and then a lot of other stuff they acquired and. And obviously, the more money you have, the better. There's, there's hey, no you, doubt you, about it. Hey, if you print the money, you know, you're not going to ever have a shortage of it. That's right. And, and it takes can... it takes money to to uh, buy up the media and to to elbow others out and to keep others out. Well, yeah, yeah they got the whole. It's a whole barrier. I mean, they got the advertisers, and and you look at the magazine. Mm-hmm. And look at how many Jewish retailers advertising in Jewish publications. That you have to have the whole damn thing to be able to do these these, you know, multi-million print runs of these publications. You can't do that without advertising, and they got a lot of their guys. They own it. Seems like damn near everything. It's hard to find industries <laughs> that they aren't in. I, I don't know of any really profitable uh, industries they're not in. I, you know, Alex, I've I've thrown my hands up in the air. You know, just making that observation. It's like Jesus Christ. You know, do we own anything? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Bank of America. I don't know. There's things here and there, but but the industrial level, the the, the control. It's just that 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 networking mafia style control is so effective. It 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 works in any sector. Mm-hmm. Essentially, if you if you have the ability and willingness to drive people out using underhanded methods, it's going to work. Mm-hmm. And that's what we have to deal with. We have superior numbers, but they're not organized. That's how a, a tiny minority is writing uh, word over uh, us. Especially a tiny minority that can simply disguise itself as part of the whole. That's yeah. That's where it really comes in. That's where it makes mm-hmm. a difference. Uh, you know, a, a visually people. indistinct minority. Yeah, as opposed to um, relatively visually indistinct. <laughs> yeah, relatively. There's the occasional tapper. <laughs> there's the uh, yeah, the, the, the paper ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a certain schnozitude they exude. <laughs> Not horribly concealable, yes. even with fine perfumes from the Orient. <laughs> but, yeah, okay, on the whole, so. they can they can kind of fit in a little. Yeah, you know what's funny about that is a fucking Borat movie I was watching the other day. Um, mm. I don't know. If you want to throw up, uh, what, turn on the movie and, and you know speed ahead about three-quarters of the movie. There's literally a gay porn scene in that movie. Um, and the ironic thing about that movie is he's making anti-Semitism out to be this uh, ridiculous, insane notion. Of, they equate, he equates it to, like, you know, a child with the, the boogeyman, and, the, you know, Jews had these horns, and they lay eggs and things like that, and it's just this really ridiculous, you know, the Borat guys, they, you know, hates Jews for... No yeah. reason other than that they have horns and they will, you know, lay eggs and they're just these monsters and that's why he's scared of them. But at the same time, he's a Jew himself and he's putting <laughs> gay porn scenes in movies which they market towards children. Uh, the chutzpah, which is involved in that movie, just oh, it was disturbing and. Well, that's in my next Netflix queue. Should I take it out? Oh man, I, I would. I, I would not pay Sasha for that Baron movie. Cohen. 
And you really? know, he, he, we, we probably said this before, but he's, yeah, he's a complete liberal Jew. That's his point is to point out. Yeah, but which people. one of those guys isn't, though? Those guys all are. I mean. Oh, yeah, they absolutely. And, and he, he was, he wrote some paper about, you know, blacks and Jews and civil rights when he was in college. And, and he's just the usual thing. He's pointing out that as soon as people are comfortable, anti-Semitism, you know, recurs. If you make yeah, but it's not, they're happy yeah, to it, throw the Jew in the well. Yeah, but it's not even... God, it's just—it's not even that simple. I mean, he—he's a Jew himself, and he puts—it's it, just For, ironic. It's mind-boggling that people don't notice this shit, and then they—you know—they just laugh it off and slough it off. Do you want—do you want yeah, your kids exactly. going to see gay porn when they go to see a movie? And, I, of course and not. do you think your kids don't know who Borat is? Every fucking high schooler, ninth grader in America knows who Borat is. They marketed the movie towards teenagers, and they put gay porn scenes in it. The beginning of the movie. He brings a bunch of queers from a gay parade back to uh, his, his his little hotel room there, and they're shaking a, a a dildo around with a fist on the end of it. I mean, yeah. what the fuck? This is family entertainment, and he's telling us we shouldn't we shouldn't be anti-Semitic when he's a Jew putting shit like this in movies which are marketed towards children. Then give me a fucking break, man. Yeah, it, it, yeah. They got like he's doing that as a Jew, pretending to be an anti-Semite. Yeah. You know, and then and then you got jackass shit that's like straight purility and he's doing politically tainted purility and it's a race it's a race to the bottom basically well they make um, money and they make they advance their political agenda at the same time through right. all this stuff what mm-hmm. i thought was funny was uh if you, if you ever see i saw one of the promos for it where he's like french kissing this woman in the beginning of the film and says this is my sister uh and i haven't I seen see it. it uh yeah he's back in where is he from kazakhstan and he's, and he's yeah. kissing, he's, he's kissed my yeah. French kissing her. He said, this is my sister. And it's, I don't know, I, I haven't heard anybody point this out, but it's kind of ironic that a, a Jew is making a joke that but the uh, the punchline of the joke is that another ethnic group is inbred. Well, it's another, it's, it's just like the rural whites, except the rural Europeans are a bunch of inbred yeah. hicks. It's a Jew making fun of us while, while his goal is to reveal anti-Semitism, but... What it really reveals is what's that thing? Oh, no one. There's no name for it. The Jews' hatred for us mm-hmm. and Loxism, You know, the, the, mm-hmm. the, the hate that dare not speak. It, the hate that goes unnamed because one party controls the press, and and it, you know everything's against us, and it's always atrocities against us. Well, they do that stuff against us 24 hours a day, on yeah. every channel. So. So anyway, yeah, that's big, my uh, big question. Story on Borat. That, that, oh my God, man! I, I don't. Yeah, know I haven't seen can... anyone else mention there was a gay porno scene in it. Uh, yeah, he's literally. There's two naked Jews fighting. It's him and his other obese. Oh. <laughs> and they're rolling around in the bed. You know, he's at one point he's hitting him from behind. Another point, the guy's he, the guy's actually screaming, "Eat my asshole!" The other obese Jew while he's sitting on his face and he's spreading his ass cheeks prayer. apart for the camera. How fucking sick is that? That shit. I mean, it's not just a. It's not just. It's literally fucking gay porn. It's like a five-minute gay porn scene. They're chasing each other around the hotel, butt naked. With their, you know. <laughs> the problem is though that you know I think fellas that uh, you know there is such a thing as adult humor. Um, the problem is that this kind of stuff. Uh, you know, reaches impressionable minds. Well, well there's nothing else um, but that in their stuff. Yeah. You know, it's not um, like there's a little of that that you can find kind of if you want it, but it's like that's mainstream. And then yeah, there's and I agree. Parted from. 
They don't give you anything wholesome, really, nowadays that, that's just untainted. Yeah. And they're, they're so ironic about everything except themselves. But that shit's not even funny. I mean, too... too okay, the, the, I scene, would, the scene... I, I haven't seen it, so it probably holds judgment. Um, but it basically, it, they, it's... They try to make it look like they're fighting, but they're obviously, but they're they're both fucking naked. And they're do it's 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 a gay porn scene. When you see it, and everyone I've shown it to has their jaw dropped, and they were like, "Oh my fucking god, that is the most disgusting thing I've even seen." So it's not even like it's humorous. It's just it's, it's just disgusting. You being edgy. They're yeah, being edgy. yeah, now yeah. They're you know, gay porn bits in mainstream movies. Oh, yeah, aren't they exactly. cool and radical and groundbreaking? They're breaking barriers. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they are always promoting pr- not just promiscuity, but homosexuality and the whole, the whole thing. Anything pure, old, stupid, and leading people off the track of living a sane life. Yeah. And and we're the bad guys. Yeah, we're the we're the bad guys for pointing it out. But no, that's right. That's what we do. Because and that's uh, how homosexuality has been normalized. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah, just acting like it's a it's a funny thing that people do. And it's just, you know, part of life. And it's, hey, I wouldn't do it, but uh, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, fucking right, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, yeah, all the 60s memes. You know, yeah. It feels good to do it. Right. Yeah. Well, goddamn, if you want to do it in the uh, you know, privacy of your home, home. But I, I personally don't want go, don't want to go to a movie. And, and look, here's the here's the fucked up part is, uh, look at all the people that went and saw that movie and paid you know, money to sit in a theater. They didn't advertise that there was a gay porn scene halfway through that, that yeah. lasted for three minutes, you know, but the people got to watch it anyway, and that includes, like, a shit, probably a shitload of teenagers, and it's just desensitizing to shit like that, you know? Well, I, I got I to gotta tell you one thing that, you know, I, I mentioned Pierce earlier, but, you know, like, I also listen to Alex quite a bit, um, just because, uh, like I said, I don't necessarily agree with everything you say, but... Uh, it, you, you get a side of the news that you don't get from the other side. Plus, Alex is a you're a terrific speaker, and, and you're a damn funny guy. And, and I'm not trying to suck. Up, I'm not trying to suck up to you. And I know that you don't. That you probably. Uh, you you know, that's not, that's not your, your, Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Thanks. I, I know that's not your intention, but uh, nevertheless, it happens to be the case. But man, you said something that really opened my eyes uh, at one time, and I can't remember where. But you said, you know, people. Your quote was, "People will eat what you put in front of them. If you put trash in front of them, that's what they'll eat. If you put quality in front of them, that's what they eat." Most people don't appreciate quality, and they don't distinguish between levels of quality. Mm-hmm. So Hollywood has an agenda, and they put yeah. out stuff that serves that agenda, and, and they know that it, it'll make money. And I had never really considered it from that perspective, but I think well, you're right. Yeah, it, it seems to be an Aryan characteristic to take things at face value, and they really. Mm-hmm. If, if you try to get them to take a more sophisticated or nuanced, or as I like to say, sideways view of things, kick it from all directions, they really makes them very nervous because they've been taught, you know, don't say something unless you say something nice, and 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 don't doubt others' motives. And mm-hmm. the Jews are completely the opposite. And it's like they're geared to take advantage of our weakness, and we have to be sophisticated and know when we're being manipulated and why we're being lied to, and that there are agendas out there and. That doesn't mean you don't have to have manners, but you damn well better be aware of that. And if someone's pushing and the other guy's not pushing back, who's going to win? And that's what it is. The Jews are pushy. We don't push them back uh, until now. 
and, and that's what we're doing. Explain, oh, here's what they're up to. They're just a bunch of lying, uh, pushy people who have, are going to destroy our society in the name of saving it. Mm-hmm. And Tikkun Alam. So exactly we're, we're, right. And, and, you know, we're getting as many people as we can to, like like Adam, to new talent to join us and talk about it. And uh, it's great. We I'm glad you called in and we have some uh, new yeah, callers tonight. That's great, Sometimes man. It's like it. old I, I, I'll tell you, I wanted that's to for the too, longest time, but I was afraid you guys would like... Yeah, you're a douchebag. You're a dick. You know. No, no, no. Uh, we're, <laughs> we're, gosh, if anyone else thinks that, no, we're we're. Uh, I, I don't make things any nastier than than the person wants to go. If they want to go low and nasty, I'm happy to do that. If they want to stay high and cerebral, I'm happy to do that too. And, and, I, and I, even I really then, don't you're have much to say if people are saying something interesting. And I even then, you're it. pretty gracious there, Alex. Like you were on that radio show, you didn't. Uh, well, you that that was a deliberate level. decision. And I didn't, sink to their and, and I, it's not something I would necessarily do again because they wanted to play me like a Jerry Springer, mm-hmm. and, and I proved I wasn't. But I don't know if I would do it again. Mm-hmm. I might try to get down in the gutter. But then again, they got a Jew producing that, and I don't know what what's going to be. So that was a tactical thing, is what I'm saying. I would say you did a damn good job, and it, 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 I would encourage you to do it again because uh, <laughs> they did, they certainly didn't oh, have their way with you. Yeah, um, they well, yeah, I've, I've said what I had to say about that, but they. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it was worth it. The approach I took was worth it. Yeah, but, well, uh, listen, we had a we had a nigger on this show on Free Talk Live. Well, Theseus d- did. He had, she hasn't been on a while, so um, we're not going to bash somebody like you. <laughs> no, we're not going to bash people calling in if they criticize. What, well, hell, we'll no. either concede the point or say how we think differently. And, yeah, and right. there's, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, really, we we welcome people who are conservative or who agree with thirty percent or. 50 or 70 percent of what we say, or 100 percent. I'll tell you something else I agree with, though, and, and you said that, you know, the uh, the whole Amren, Jared Taylor, uh, that kind of a mindset is, is kind of a false solution. Well, I, it, think, it, that's, I think that's absolutely it's true. Because it's I, I know that's approach. true because the, the point here is, and I know this from reading the blogs about Shannon Christian, is that people understand that niggers are violent and dumb and dangerous. What they don't understand is the legal and the media infrastructure, and as you say, the financial infrastructure that allows them to prey on us, and us never being able to do anything. That's where the education is needed, mm-hmm. where you disseminate the information that is being kept from the public. The rest of it is, yeah, it's nice. It's nice to go into fine detail about low IQ and whatever, but it's, it's essentially beside the point because white people's behavior, I think 85% of the time when whites move, they move to a whiter area. Now, that suggests that they understand what's going on and they don't like it. They don't like Mexicans coming in. They move out of California. They move out of areas where blacks move in, outside of cities. And, and so they, they get the racial part. What they don't get is the context that allows this to happen and makes it inevitable. And that's well, they don't, what they they think it's a cl- about the Jew. And, and Taylor will not do that. And he will take money from Jews. Well, that, will, right, that right there taints him. I mean, well, he has I think, but you're right. You're shows. right. I mean, he he refused ahead. a paid ad for the line in the sand. So he's not neutral on the question. He's overtly pro-Jewish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's not something you can't take a position on. You can't claim that, that the black and the Jew thing are dissociated in any way. They're completely connected. The Jews formed the NAACP. The Jews passed the rights that allowed all the Mexicans to come into the country. They were the sole power pushing to overturn the, the immigration as it stood, where it kept immigrants to the stock of their people already in the country. So the, the Jews caused that, and there's no way to, to there, there's no honest intellectual way to, not to address the Jewish problem and to, to try to segment it off. That's my well, position. 
Well, but like you just said, though, when when left alone, you know, whites will naturally segregate themselves. The problem is, and I think what you're doing and, and what needs to be done is, whites have basically been convinced that they don't exist as a group, and to convince yeah. to convince whites that that they exist as a group, and kind of you know to, to end with what I started with. Sometimes when uh, when that comes up in conversation, the response I'll get is, well, you know. Uh, for example, if you have like a black student union at a college or an Asian student union and you want to form a white student union, uh, the response you'll get typically is, well, you know, you can have an Irish student union or you can have an Italian student union or you can have a German student union. And I think that that type of lo whites have been kind of trained like dogs to to accept that line of reasoning that that yeah. they don't exist as a larger well, I'm group. allowed to be proud to be Irish on St. Paddy's Day, but that's where, the, where it's where it ends, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. But there's a big difference between your ethnicity and your race. I mean, they're not one and the same. That that's that you hit the nail right on the head. I think most whites uh, fail to fail to yeah to uh, exactly. draw that distinction. Mm -hmm. And and believe me, uh, race has nothing or ethnicity has nothing to do with race and who you are. I mean, it it does to an extent. But if you're if you're a European uh, person, you know. It, you can't tell a, in general. You can't tell a German man from a British man. I mean, yeah, that stuff it, was more alive in the 19th century. Yeah, and then there were hostilities between groups, but they weren't. Absolutely. They, yeah. they were even. They weren't as deep. And the, the thing is, and, and a lot of the Catholics will hit us. Oh, white's an artificial construct of an identity. Well, not really. I mean, you know, people. Someone Irish is not going to care if they're surrounded by German, Greek, whatever families. They're going to care a lot if they're surrounded by nigger families. They're going to move out in the country, and they're not going to care if their ancestors out in the suburb, whatever, English or German or something. They, they, people, there's a, <laughs> it's like a, a little, you know, you know, a little groove in the dirt versus the Grand Canyon. I mean, well, the white is, Mexicans are so radically different from us that that. <laughs> You can't remotely compare white ethnic group differences to racial differences. Well, yeah, I mean, Poles are a little bit different from Germans, but Mexicans yeah, but they, are but, radically different. But look at where the Poles have lived in America. They've moved to the most German parts of the country. Of course. Well, that's what I mean. Like them, they must be familiar with them and, and know what they're like to some extent. Look at Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, Europe, Europeans, Europeans, and, see, part of the problem is Europeans have historically segregated themselves along those lines, and they've... They've kind of been trained to think along those lines that ethnicity equals race. And, and it, yeah, it's the same thing, but it, it's on just a very, very different level. I mean, yeah, okay, you live in your Polish neighborhood or German as people used to, but mm -hmm. and, and, and that's a fine some, that's some, a fine thing to maybe segregate yourself, have pride within an all-white country. It's you just know. free association. It's people doing yeah. what they want to do. There's nothing wrong with it. But the thing is, the minorities are doing what they want to do when they take control of our country and <laughs> open the season on us. Yeah, well, it, does, it us. doesn't matter. But you can't, you can't say that you're German, but 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 niggers can't be German. You know, I mean, I go up north and there's a little a German village. I've mentioned this before. is is called Frankenmuth, and there's about an hour north of here, and they got niggers and later and serving you, uh, you know, your food. Um, yeah, that is true. not a German, goddammit. I want a, I want a blonde-haired, you know, I won't say that, but I, I, I want I want at least a damn white person. A fraud. I want a yeah. safe calling girl. Yeah. Safe calling girl, yeah. Yeah, I can't deny it. But. Hey, I, I mean, damn it, at, at least they're white, you know. As long as they're white, I don't give a fuck, but I don't, I don't, I don't want a damn nigger in laser hose, and it's, it turns it into a joke. And then at that point, your ethnicity is just a joke. 
and it's no longer anything which means anything. It's just, uh, yeah, it's you know, just a, a false sense of, um, you know, it's something you can, you know, say you are, but you're, but you're, you're really not because it doesn't mean anything. Uh, anybody could be a German at that point. Um, but on that note, fellas, I appreciate um, the caller for calling in. Um, for the first I time. had fun. I had fun. Thanks. Yeah, Good. Thanks I'm glad. Fun. And it, uh, it's always nice to have new people call in. It's not some, like some big deal, you know. I think a lot of people are scared to call in to worry about their their voice going to sound like or whatever. Just yeah, call no, in. You got a story or anecdote or, or you yeah. want to make a point or are you call in? That's what we're looking for. Yeah, you know. I mean, you got a we got like around a hundred listeners a night, and uh, you know, so some of you I know you all have Skype. I know you're all listening, so make sure you call in. But um. Yeah, so thanks for the call, and thanks for Alex for being on all night. Appreciate hey, it. Hey, thank you for hosting it. I, I enjoyed listening. Okay, fellas, thanks a lot. Okay, have a good night. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, thanks. So on that note, I will... His name, did we? Uh, No, we didn't, but... Um... They asked him that. Yeah, most people don't like to give out their names anyway, in general, but... Well, he may have a he may have a name, or he may be on the forum. I don't know, but anyway, yeah, I forgot to him. ask him about that. Call. I did ask him who he was and where he was calling from. He didn't really answer okay. who he was. <laughs> Maybe okay. he didn't well, want to. Got a good sense of what but, he had to say, though. Yeah, no big deal. I mean, uh, you know, he, I'm sure he'll call in now. Now that he's done it once, he's over learning curve, so he'll probably do it again. Mm-hmm. And he'll get his info and figure out figure out who he is, so we can uh, keep track of him and uh, <laughs> write reports and go through his garbage and. Uh, you gotta make sure we know who the haters are. But on that note, I'll let wrap up the show. Speaking of race, are Jews a race? Or are, are, are they just white people? Well, um, I have a little clip on YouTube here. Uh, Mike Wallace admits he's not white, he's a Jew. So you can listen to that. I'll play a few more tunes. Thanks for listening to uh, VNN Broadcasting and uh, Free Talk Live on Wednesday night. And I will be back uh, next Wednesday. Uh, God willing, God's willing, and um, Theseus will be on on Friday, Dietrich will be on Friday, and uh, Jeff Beck next Monday, and then me. So thanks for listening, and uh, have a great night. Here it is. Thanks, Alex. Appreciate it. All right. Good night. So often on the screen, Morgan Freeman is the calm in the eye of the storm, the quiet voice of reason. The man we found off the screen has some strong opinions that surprised us. Black History Month you find ridiculous. Why? You're going to relegate my history to a month? Oh, come well, on. What do you do with yours? What, which month is white history month? I'm Jewish. What, which month is white history month? I'm Jewish. I'm Jewish. Something very interesting just happened there. Mike Wallace said... He was Jewish, which is no big deal in itself. Mike Wallace is a Jew. Big, big whoop. But when Morgan Freeman asked him, what about White History Month? Don't you want a White History Month? Wallace says, well, I'm, I'm Jewish. Aha. He let it slip. That's something Jews don't often do. They let the fact that they are not white slip. He let the fact that Jews are not white slip. Most people think that Jews are just like us, only their religion makes them Jew. No, their biology makes them Jewish. They are a different race. And Mike Wallace just told everyone that is listening to this. He just told everyone that Jews are a separate race from anybody else.
What, which month is Life History Month? I'm Jewish. And that's the show for tonight. Thank you for listening. And like I said, I'll be back on Wednesday night. And close out with a few tunes. Have a good night. Stay white and stay proud to be white. And um, don't forget about Shannon Christian. And make it a point to not let her death go unnoticed by white people in this country. Thank you. Have a good night. Government.